Hey everybody, welcome to the Midweek Refresher. If you had a friend who asked you for a favor or was in need and you had the means with which to help them, what would you do? Like, you would help them, right? Um, I've been reading John and this, this thing that happens with Jesus and Lazarus in John 11 is just, it's backwards. It, Jesus does something so different than how you would expect him to behave. And yet, I think it's important. So I want to lean into this real quick. In verse 5 it says, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Lazarus. And so we have God's specific, profound love pointed out in that verse for each individual. It's not just like, yeah, God loves everybody. He actually loves each individual. And then in verse six, so when he heard Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was for two more days. Those two verses don't make sense together, right? He loves us. So many translations say, so some of them say, therefore, okay. Um, So therefore, when he heard Lazarus was sick, You would expect the rest of that verse to say, he rushed there to save him. But no, and and when I was meditating on this verse for myself, God was just saying to me that we live our lives in between these two verses a lot of the time. In between knowing and experiencing and feeling God's love for us, and yet knowing and experiencing and feeling loss and pain and disappointment and frustration. And and somehow there's this connection there, right? And so the first lesson I wanna just encourage you guys and myself with is, Number one, just because things don't go our way doesn't mean God doesn't love us. This is, this is, he loves us and so he waited. So we're going to get to that in a second, but, but just hear this. Just because he loves us doesn't mean we get everything we want. Right? That's like the reverse of that statement. Just because things don't go our way, even horrible things, it doesn't mean God doesn't love us. And here's what I think this may be pointing to, at least in my heart as I meditate on this, is that oftentimes in suffering, God's doing something else in my life. And I might be asking for God to end the suffering or fix the problem, and I believe he does those things, and I believe he wants to do those things, but in the midst of the waiting, the tension, or even the suffering, God's not just sitting there. God is at work in my life, and God is at work in your life. See, what Jesus offers us is meaning in the midst of suffering. Viktor Frankl was a neuroscientist and psychologist who survived uh, the Holocaust and the con- concentration camps, and he studied people. This is how he got through the concentration camps. This is what he studied people he was in there suffering with, and he said that those who didn't just survive, but thrived in the midst of suffering were those who found meaning. And he said that we are, we're neurologically wired to search for meaning. Humans are, are meaning makers. We're looking for meaning in everything we do. And so what Jesus is saying is in the midst of your suffering and your waiting, and your delayed prayers or your answer is no prayers or your frustration and disappointment, look for the meaning because God is working in your suffering. And you might feel worn out and torn down and burnt out, but God hasn't left you. And in fact, he's doing something. He's doing something that will reveal his glory in your life. He's doing something that's gonna reveal his glory in your character and through your life. Listen to just two more things he says. First, he says to the disciples, um, this sickness is not going to end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. So obviously it did end in death, but then he raised him from the dead. But the point is, the reason we're waiting is so that my glory can be revealed. And sometimes that's a hard lesson to hear. It's like, God, I'd rather have you just answer the prayer. I'd rather have you do this on my timetable. Why do we need to have your glory revealed? And yet, he knows the most important thing for us, not for him. This isn't like God needs to see his own glory, right? 
He knows that we, at the ultimate depths of our heart, what we really long for, what we really crave for, is the revelation of God's glory in our life. We need to see His glory. Like David says in the Psalms, my soul longs, like the deer pants for water, my soul longs for you, God. And so He knows more than we need the answer to the prayer. And and that might be hard to believe sometimes because I've prayed some really heart-wrenching, gut-wrenching prayers that I haven't seen answers to. But more than we need that, we need to see and know His glory in our lives. And eventually he says to them, guys, because they weren't really getting it, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I am glad I was not there. Wow. I read that and I thought, man, I'm glad I was not there. So, again, here's a weird junction of two verses. So that you may believe. See, the ultimate goal is God's glory revealed for us so that we may believe in Him. The ultimate, ultimate goal is so that God's glory may be revealed for us so that we may believe in Him and find our hope in Him and find our comfort in Him and our future in Him and our eternity in Him. And so while we suffer, while we wait, while we're desperate, while we're frustrated, while the answer to prayer isn't coming, God is working. There is meaning in our suffering and it's so that his glory can be revealed for us because we need to know him more so that we can believe in him fully. I hope this encourages you today. I look forward to seeing you on Saturday night in person or Sunday morning online as we wrap up our series on Polar Opposites. We'll see you then.